Okay, brothers and sisters, I want you to meet Lee Riding. Lee Riding is a part of the Living Faith Fellowship, and, and Lee wanted me to just make sure in introducing him that you knew that he was a foreigner. Is that the word you use? A stranger, a foreigner? Uh, and so, uh, do you guys call yourselves hillbillies? I grew up a hillbilly in southwest Missouri. I don't know if you use that term. I mean, it, it, it probably fits. Uh, this, is a, this is a mighty man of God and good brother in Christ. You guys, welcome Lee Riding. Lee, preach this. Yeah, yeah, hillbilly probably works, bro. Um, and, and I'm okay with that. Um, I've been called way worse. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. Man, I, I want to say it is uh, truly an honor to be here with you guys and uh, to be here in, in this pulpit. It is, it is a great opportunity, and, uh, and I don't take it lightly. Uh, I'm very grateful for the influence of your pastor in my life, and, and, <clears throat> and I know you love him. Uh, but let, let me say there, the, the pastors in this, in this fellowship here have have welcomed me with open arms, um, and, and I'm grateful. I've just been introduced to uh, the fellowship within the last several years, and um, and so God has radically changed my life and my church's life uh, because of because of the pastoral leadership uh, imparted the pastoral leadership in this church, and uh, so. Uh, man, don't take them for granted. Uh, you're, you're a blessed group of people. Um, I, I'm, I'm from Georgia, and in uh, Georgia, you, uh, it, it ain't like this. Uh, uh, there's, there's very few churches uh, that, are, that are like this church and that have the mission that this church has and, and the goal that this church has. So I praise God for you. Amen. Uh, take your Bible to Matthew chapter number 13. Matthew chapter number 13. And um, if you don't have an outline and you need one, would, would you slide your hand up? I'll make sure I don't miss somebody there. Uh, Matthew chapter number 13 and verse 53. And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these parables, he departed thence. And when he was come into his own country, he taught them in their synagogue insomuch that they were astonished and said, Whence hath this man this wisdom and these mighty works? Verse 55, is, it, is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? And his brethren James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And his sisters, are they not all with us? Whence hath this man all these things? And they went and they were offended in him. But Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. Now, don't you know number, verse number 58? Uh, th this is one of the most, I believe, in, in the book of Matthew, one of the most powerful verses in, in the whole book. And, and he did not many mighty works there. And, and, and the question is answered of what? Why? Because of their unbelief. I think it's interesting to know that verse 58 lays out exactly why Jesus Christ could not do what he had set out to do in other places. Man, ain't, ain't, ain't it something 
Jesus had finished preaching in and around the hometowns and the cities of the disciples uh, there in Galilee and now has decided to go back to his own country and work in his own town and all of the things that he was able to do in Galilee. It's quite different when he gets to his own town. The contrast, I think, is great that the, the, the little fishing town of Galilee got to see Christ move in a great way versus what they seen in Nazareth. And that was very little because of unbelief. Now, I'm not saying I'll say this. I'm not preaching this because I think that uh, that MBT is full of unbelief. I would say that we're in Laodicea, though. I know that this is a different church. I'm quite, I'm, 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 I'm quite understanding that you guys pray in different ways and that your mission is much different than a lot of churches. But you know what? Laodicea creeps in the best of us. Laodicea creeps in the best of the best, man. And I think it's interesting to note The way Jesus did this whole thing is in Matthew chapter number 11, he went into the disciples' towns. And in Matthew chapter number 13, he gives gives the the parable of the sower and and he talks about the wayside and he talks about the stony places and he talks about the thorns and he talks about the good ground. And then he rolls into verse 53, but he's rolling into Nazareth. It's almost like the contrast is, is this. He'd done a whole lot in, in Galilee and he did a whole lot with Galilee and, 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 and he gives this parable, but then he goes into Nazareth with the idea. Let's just show what the contrast looks like. I'll show you where the word of God it, it hits good ground and I'll show you where the word of God don't hit good ground. I'll show you what it looks like when the word of God hits good ground and then I'll show you what it looks like when it hits stony ground. See, I think this evening we should all take heed to the warning that's in the text. That Jesus can become what, what I call commonplace. Fairly easy. And Nazareth laid it out for us. Why? What is commonplace? It's a usual or an ordinary and un- uninteresting or an undistinguished thing. You see, I I think we've got to be careful as as people that's involved in the mission. That Jesus doesn't become commonplace. It's an amazing thing to watch people that have been saved by the grace of God get so familiar with the things of God that it just don't do it for them anymore. Pastoring in the South, you, you, you get to see a little bit of everything. They call it the Bible Belt. But, but we say it like this, that if it's the Bible Belt, it's lost its buckle, man. Because <laughs> the Bible Belt's anything but, uh, but biblical. You see, you see we, we, we've got people, and look, you've probably got people here, but that you got people that claim to be saved by the grace of God, but it just, what, what happens is Jesus just doesn't move them like he used to. It doesn't cause them to be motivated like it used to. Some people used to be enthralled by the preaching. 
by the word of God standing up and being proclaimed. But now I think maybe, maybe even the preaching of Christ becomes commonplace for some of us. Some of us used to maybe use these altars and some of us used to maybe worship during the singing and, 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 and maybe some of us used to, to be more active in, in worship in this church. But maybe, maybe, could it be that Jesus, just like he was in Nazareth, had become commonplace? Some of us love the thought of sinners being saved and Christ being glorified and the judgment seat of Christ being better for someone. But, but maybe some of that has even become commonplace. It was Jesus that said in Revelation chapter 2 and verse 2, I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience and how thou and how thou canst not bear them which are evil and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not and hast found them to be liars and had borne and hath patience and for my name's sake hath labored and hast not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee. Man, ain't it cool? I mean, y'all got a church, man. I, I, I am, I'm grateful for the example that MBT has set out. I'm grateful for the example that your pastor has set for me and the people that have owned this staff that have set for me and, and those that, that'll go on before, uh, that'll go on after me. But man, I, I'm going to tell you, we got to be careful that we don't get so enthralled with, uh, with, with, with trying them that say they are apostles and can't not bear them which are evil, but then somewhere in that whole mix leave our first love. I'll never forget, I, uh, for those of you that uh, have been around here a while, um, uh, Mark Trotter used to preach around here a whole lot and I was fortunate enough to live pretty close to Mark. And so we had a, a lot of conversations together. And I'll never remember, I'll never forget one of the things that he said, the reason he left the place he left in Florida after he had gotten saved is he felt like that, that this uh, that this Matthew chapter number 13 could have been hindering him in terms of the people had become common, that he had become commonplace around some of his own people. And I just say it like this, man, I wonder sometimes if pastors don't become commonplace. And may we get the heart of the apostle Paul this evening. For I have determined to know, not know anything, uh, anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Galatians 2 and verse 20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. See, Nazareth had become so familiar with Jesus that the opposite of faith had taken root. I got five kids uh, and, 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 and I got two that are twins that are 16 years old. Twin girls. It just so happens they're not ugly. I didn't get Aaliyah in the bunch. Don't think I didn't pray for, for Aaliyah. They're, they're quite, they're quite beautiful and, and they're, 
another bad thing. They're actually fun to be around. They're, they're, they're so different. One of them, I, I say it like this. And so what, what, how do you think they're going to do as, as they get older and people, guys are, are looking at them. And I, I say it like this. If you want to have clean underwear, you need to marry Claire. If you want to have a good time, you need to marry Sarah Jo. <laughs> but that's the toss up. That's what you're given. If you want clean underwear, you, Claire's your girl. If, if you want all the, if you want to make sure that the lights aren't turned off, then Claire's your girl. If you want to live like a homeless man with no lights and dirty underwear, but you want to have a good time, Sarah Jo's your girl, man. That's a, that's a hard, that's a hard line, right? Uh, I'm doing everything I can to run them off as fast as I can. But you know, even my kids, I, you know, raised in a pastor's home, I, I'm, I, I got saved when I was, uh, I, I was saved when I was 24 years old. Um, later on in life is, is a, as a young man, uh, had Sarah Joan Claire, very young age they were when I was born again. And me and my wife were talking about getting a divorce and I was a drunk and I was, you know, I, I was typical sinner. I mean, just as in deep as you could be. Nobody in my family was saved. Uh, dad left when I was five. I, you know, I'm the dude who led my mom to the Lord in prison on a, on a telephone. Um, you know, raised my nephew for seven years. My brother served a lot of time trafficking drugs across state lines. You know, that, that, you know normal stuff. But they look at the life that they live now much different than I look at it when I, when I see it. They've never seen, they've never seen the likes of sin that I've seen. And so even them, I, I, I watch them sit on church pews sometimes and I wonder if Jesus hadn't become commonplace to them. I wonder if, if living in a pastor's home, living with a mom and dad that don't cuss and fight and punch each other in the face. I wonder if that hadn't become commonplace for some of us. Could it be that we get so comfortable around the things of God? And I know you, you, you say, man, you picked a terrible sermon to preach tonight. Did you not know that we just got done with Mission Focus and we're in a good spot right now and then you're really trying to mess it up? <laughs> Do you not know we just spent a lot of time here and, and, and about the mission and now you come in and you're trying to do it up. Listen, I'm telling you, I know how Laodicea is. I'm telling you, I know how it creeps in the hearts of pastors. The fact that God changed our life can become commonplace. I want you to look. I, I think there's four areas, and I, I'm going to try to get these relatively quick, and if I don't, well, it'll be okay. Number one, I want you to notice what he had to say had become commonplace. What he had to say had become commonplace to them. Verse, 50, verse 54, and when he had come in his own country, he taught them in their synagogue. Now get this, in so much... That they were astonished and they said, here it is, whence has this man this wisdom? 
Now, John 7 and verse 15 says this, and the Jews marveled, saying, How knoweth this man the uh, how knoweth this man letters, having never learned? And Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. Now, now get this, Christ's teaching was so real, it was so powerful, it was so heaven sent, and at the same time, this unbelief had crept in their hearts and caused the very words of Christ that at one time astonished them and caused them to ask, whence hath this man this wisdom? The unbelief that had crept in caused them to start questioning the very words of Christ, which turned out to make them of none effect. It's almost like all at one time in verse 55, they said, is not this the car? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is not this the carpenter's son? <laughs> Hold on, guys. Like, like we're all astonished and we're all looking around and we're like, man, where, where'd this dude come from? Where, how does he have such wisdom? How does he have such, man, what, what happened that this guy could be what he is? And then they all snap back in reality and say, wait a minute, is this not the carpenter's son? Is, 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 is his mother not called Mary and his brethren? And, and, and he said, and then they went so far as to say, and, and his sisters, are they not all with us? And whence hath this man all these things? Now get this, they could not receive the message, the word of God, because of how they perceived the man, Christ Jesus. You say, well, that would never happen to me. That, that would never happen to me. There's no way that, that would ever take root in my life. There's no way that could ever really be a possibility. Or really? Uh, I, th I think we need to look at that church in Thessalonica. First Thessalonians 2 and verse 13, for this cause also we thank God without ceasing because, get this, when you have, when you receive the word of God, which you heard of us, you received it not as the words of men, the, as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God. Now get this, which effectually worketh also in you that what? That believe. So the flip side to, to, to 1 Thessalonians 2 and verse 13 is this. You can hear the word of God as the words of men, not as in truth, not the word of God. And guess what happens? It doesn't work. Man, you ever been in discipleship and, and you're, you're, you're selling everything, you're selling everything you have, literally burning the boats, man. And, and, and you feel like you're giving everything you have to make this thing work. And then all of a sudden, everything that you worked so hard for, you say, well, it just don't work. It just don't work. Maybe you give up. Maybe you decided, well, it, it, this just ain't for me. I'm not coming back to this place. This just ain't for me. They do it, they, they do it on the reg now. They just decide it's not for them. Well, could it be? Could it be that we may have received those words as the words of men? Could it be that they're not working because we received them not as the words of God? We didn't receive them as in truth. And then the, 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 fact, the effect is they don't work. Why? Why don't they work? Because we didn't believe them. We didn't receive them as the word of God. 
the South has a whole lot of, uh, of and, and it may be here, I, I don't know, but the South has a whole lot of man worship going. They think the dude behind the, the pulpit is the only guy that ever ministers. They think I'm the only one that's supposed to win in by the Lord. They think I'm the only one that's supposed to disciple. They, 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 think, they think that I am some kind of super spiritual something. And I got news for you, I'm the most average, ordinary, just, I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm really below average. <laughs> Somebody asked me the other day, how many books you ever read? Well, the only one that ever made sense to me had 66 books in it. And that's the very first one I actually ever read. So, You, 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 uh, you figure it out from there. I, I, I remember uh, I, when, when I signed up for L, LFBI, the very first class I signed up for was Alan Shelby's. <laughs> yeah, there we go. And you know, for a, for a below average guy. And I signed up for three classes total. I said, I got this, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in it to win it. And those of you that's laughing, you're like, yeah, you should have called us. You're an idiot. And I would agree. When I got done, I had sent Alan Shelby, I don't know, maybe 10 messages. My bro, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to need some more time. Uh, he said, what's that all about? I, I'm, I'm just an average guy. I'm, I'm just a, a, a regular person. I'm not, I'm not some super duper Christian that has any more access to anything than you have if you have the Spirit of God living in you. So I think Many people fall out because of how they perceive the word of God. You know how I know when, you know, I know in, in, uh, in Dallas, Georgia, where, where I pastor at, you know how I know when, uh, when the message and the preaching, the word of God and all that has become commonplace. Man, they'll, They'll roll that sleeve back. They'll hold it up where you can see it. And then there's a clock on the back. And they'll so make sure that the time matches up. Maybe he don't see what I'm seeing. They'll, you'll, you, I, 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 this, is, this is probably too far. But you'll hear a click every now and then. Click. Click. You know, I'm just... I, I'm, I'm just ADD enough to, who's clicking out here? <laughs> and bro, God is my witness. Somebody's cutting their toenails. <laughs> you, you thought I was going to say playing a game or... Facebooking or Instagramming or tweeting or whatever you do there. No, no. Mama has slipped her shoe off and she's now cutting her toenails. 
You see that? You say, well, that, that don't happen around here. That's not true. That's not true. See, amen. My, my girls help, help us. My girls, uh, they, they were helping my wife clean the church when they, they're vacuuming. And, and they come and get me and said, Daddy, there's something you got to see. <laughs> I said, well, okay. I go in there and there's a, there's a big toe now. <laughs> Listen, you got to do big toes at home. <laughs> if you're going to cut your toe, I, I'm... I'm praying that, no, I'm not going to tell you what I'm praying for. Um, for real, you, you know, you, you start checking your phone, you start doing things, you, you, you get on some kind of social media, you, uh, at the house, you know, this big grocery order thing. So, you know, you got women ordering. You say, well, it's, 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 see, it's all the same thing. It don't matter what your thing is. But it just happens when Jesus becomes commonplace in your life and the word of God that he has given us is now made of none effect in your life. You see, it don't work like that. The gospel doesn't work when men don't believe it as in truth. There, there is a way. The Apostle Paul said there, that they, there is people that have made the cross of Christ, what is it? Of none effect. They say, well, I would never do that. Brothers and sisters, I'm, I'm saying that we can. I'm not saying that you are. I do realize you just come off of mission focus. I do, I, I, I realize that. I, I praise God for that. I was able to tune in and watch a lot of those. I, I praise God for, for what God done in Mission Focus. But may I say, may, maybe, just maybe. Is what he said become commonplace? I got a little girl back at the house in the youth group and they're, they're, they've, their family has been at our church off and on. They came for a little while and then they called us a cult and they left. <laughs> well, then hard times came, you know, and then they come back. They're almost about to get, they're about to get a divorce and who's the first person they called can you do marriage counsel with us? So they come back and, and they're there and, and, and you know, lo and behold, their kids in, in church and, and uh, one, they've got two kids. One of them's already been saved and the other one, the other one's dealing with all kinds of issues and she wants to come talk to me about these issues. And one, she comes and talks to me and said, well, tell me about your relationship with Christ. She said, well, there, I've been wanting to talk to you about that. There is not a relationship with Jesus Christ. And she said, I need to be saved. And so I was able with her mother there to lead this young girl, the Lord. She's got these, she's got these anxiety issues. They go away and they come and she's got these anxiety issues. 
and I, I meant to send a picture and I completely forgot, but uh, she texts me all the time. We, we do a, it's just the acrostic acts I, the adoration, confession, thanksgiving, uh, supplication, intercessions. We, we take the word of God and we, we pray the word of God back through that acts I message so, method. So I taught her to do that. When she has all these anxiety issues. And so all the time during the middle of the day, she's sending me acts out prayer cards that she's got. And she's praying those things in, 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 uh, in her classroom. And she sends me the other day, hey, do you got any more verses I can do some acts eyes on? I'm having a little bit of struggles before I take a test. And, and her mom calls, no, her mom stands up on Sunday morning in tears. In tears. She said, my little girl believes the word of God more than I do. She said, and she trusts it so much that her anxiety depends on the Bible. I tried to carry her to a doctor. I tried to get her hooked up on something else. And she said, no, mama, I'm going to trust the Lord. I'm going to trust God with the Bible. I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to trust the Lord. You know what? It's been working. Why? Because you, you, this little girl has received the word of God as in truth. Nazareth missed out because they seen a man. You got to be careful. You got to be careful. Then in a group like this that loves God, I believe that you love God. I believe you love the word of God. I, man, I, I believe this is probably one of the most sold out places to the mission that I've ever seen or been to. But you got to be careful that Laodicea don't creep in because it'll cause you. It'll cause you to look around, be rich and increase with goods and have need of nothing. And absolutely the word of God be the first thing on the list that you don't need any more of. Let's pray, Father. Lord, I, I am grateful for this place, for this fellowship. Lord, I, I pray that you would, Lord, that you'd take just this one thing that was said tonight and, and God, that you could take it and, and Lord, it would take root in somebody's life. Maybe there's somebody here on the edge and they're on the edge of quitting. They're on the edge of giving up discipleship. They're on the edge of giving up in ministry. They're on the edge of giving up in various things. Lord, I, I pray that you... You, uh, you use this to prick their heart in whatever way. And God, that you're glorified through it. In Jesus' name, amen.